Welcome everyone to the UW Film Club Podcast. This is our inaugural episode. I am one of your hosts, Greg Arrieta. Uh, I'm joined by... Louis Gallup. And Sierra Stella. And we are a podcast made by our members. Each week, a member will bring in a film that they want to talk about. It could be something they love, something they hate, something that's topically relevant, or anything in between. And the first film that we're starting with on this podcast is The Book of Henry. This was Greg's pick. Uh, he made us watch it. He subjected us to it. Um, and now we're going to talk about it. The Book of Henry is an interesting film because it came out... Interesting is one word for it. Yeah. It's interesting how it came to be because Colin Trevorrow had just come off, had just came off of Jurassic World. At the time... Which was a big hit. Big hit. At the time, it had made the biggest weekend opening of all time. I think it was like 200... Eight or $215 million in like the first three days. Huge hit. So he's got a blank check for this movie, The Book of Henry. It's a movie he's been wanting to make apparently for the longest time. And he thinks that it's a good movie. Uh, let's be clear here. Not every week we're going to be talking about a bad film. This is just my yeah. film that I am very passionate about. Passionate about how bad it is. Yes. Because I was, this is the, I remember this theater experience vividly. Like, I remember going oh, to the screening wait, of this. Wait, hold on. You watch it? You watched the it theaters? in the theaters? I watched it in the theaters. You spent money to go see this? No, I saw it at a screening. Oh, oh okay. This is, like, if I remember correctly, it came out um, the week before school started, and I was sitting around. Um, and I'm like, well, I got time to kill, so I'm just going to go see this free screening because I have nothing to do. Regal Thornton. I remember walking in. It's not the big theater. Usually they put it in like Theater oh. 9 or Theater 1. The big ones. Yes. This was in like one of the smaller offset ones. I walk in, huge like dance troops are in there. All these dance troops. What? Of, like, yeah, because Maddie Ziegler. Oh, Maddie Ziegler. Oh, yeah, yeah, movie. that's right. Oh, that's right. She oh. was in this movie. Yeah, I forgot about the plot of this movie. So already, I blocked it out. So already majorly, majorly packed in this theater. I had to sit in like the second or third row. And. Halfway through this movie, it's the first movie where I literally stopped and like visibly looked over at like the two people I went with because I was in shock of what was on screen, how anyone thought any of this would be a good idea. So, that being prefaced, back to Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow's got like this blank check, he can make whatever he wants, he wants to make a book of Henry. What, what was the original, do you know what the original like concept for Book of Henry was? Like, was it this fleshed out when he decided to start making it? I have no idea. I just know he was a project he was very much like passionate about and he wanted to get off the ground. Gotcha. It seems like he had like four different ideas for a movie and he just made one movie. My thing is like no one told him to stop at any point. No one like raised a red flag and said, <laughs> much like in the movie where no one says, <laughs> Hey, maybe is, we may shouldn't murder this man. Maybe we shouldn't murder this person with a high powered sniper rifle. <laughs> Based on no the plans of a 11 year old child. That, any, that this is something that we should not do. So, uh, I think we should, with, with that kind of preface for this, this film, uh, we're going to start with the opening scene, which is, uh, which is Henry giving that legacy speech. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. This kid's up here talking about being <laughs> a dodgeball legend, and then Henry's like... Henry totally shits on him, first yeah. of all. Henry's like... No, 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 the teacher shits on him. Does the teacher shit on him? The teacher's like... Oh, that's nice. She was that's a, nice. Listen, she was a she was super. Aggressive. She was being super sarcastic. Yeah. Then Henry's over here being like, I'm all tired. Or I'm all in it. I'm and a 30-year-old man. Yeah, that's another theme in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Henry's like... Henry, Henry Henry's is literally... He's just a 30... Like, this part could have been played by a 30-year-old man. And it would have made more sense. But he's super pretentious. And yeah. he, like, he gives the cold shoulder to everyone. Um, so he's up here and he's like... I'm gonna do the much as much as I can while I'm above the earth, as we hear, and that's my legacy. Which it com comes to be that's foreshadowing. It's foreshadowing. Spoiler: Henry dies. Henry dies halfway through the movie. Henry dies at 50 minutes and 55 seconds. Henry dies. There's, it's also such like a brutal death scene. Like, so he's, he's climbing out of his hospital bed. He's like, I want to see the sky. I want to see the sky. And he dies in his mom's arms. It's so much. Does he get to see the sky, though? I don't think he does, because the blinds are closed. Yes, they were. It's, it's crazy. Um, let's see here. Oh, and next, he's, his teacher's like, do you want to 
you want to go to a special school, like an accelerated like charter school or something like that? And he's like, it's good for my social development, which Henry is Clearly not. Clearly it's not. He's not socially well-developed among his peers. He's not connecting with anyone. He, um, you know who he does connect with? Peter. Other adults. Peter, his well, brother. Well, Peter, his brother. Which, Peter, first of all, brother. this movie is terrible. But it's full of really good actors doing yeah. their best. Um, Peter is actually the kid from Room. Yeah. Jacob Tremblay. Jacob Tremblay. Jacob Tremblay. And he was awesome in this. So he He's had, an incredible he had, actor. He was getting a lot of hype. Um, and then Peter... Henry's played by the kid from It. His yeah. name is... Let me pull it up on this IMDb it here. and Midnight Special. Mm. It's true. Uh, Jaden Lieberher is his name. Hmm. I did not see either of those movies, so this was my first exposure to this young actor. Oh. He did his best with what he was given. Yes. I'll give him that. Yeah. He was given a terrible movie to he do. Was, he but was. no, I mean, my thing about this so is uh, the people he connects with most are not like his peers except for his brother. Um, and even the like girl that he likes, we don't really see them interacting that much, so we don't know that they necessarily get yeah. along. Maddie Ziegler's character, is it Christine or Christina? Christina. Uh, I don't know. It's Christina. I did not know her name until like most of the way through the movie because, because Naomi has... Watts' character just calls her sweetie all the time. Yeah. I'm convinced that Naomi Watts' character doesn't know what her name is. Also, Maddie Ziegler has like five lines yeah. total, yeah. total in the whole movie. She's only there for the dance, really. Exactly. She has like this obligatory dance yeah. later on at this talent show that we'll get to. Which, to be fair, she kills. She does a really good job of like expressing emotion through the dance. In those Sia videos. She's <laughs> yeah, the Sia. she was. She's, she's the, Sia the Sia girl. girl. Yeah, she is the Sia so girl. So she's very good at dancing. Yeah. Um, she's so good at dancing, she changed the She changed the principal's the principal. mind. Colin Trevorrow is like, we need to get a dance sequence <laughs> right now. Jesus. Um... So then, after he leaves the school, Henry's trading stocks over the phone, like it's 2000. Yeah, the whole thing about him, like, handling the finances is... Is a huge issue, because Naomi Watts' character... In doesn't know how to be an adult. Exactly. Yeah. And this whole, the, like, message of this movie is so confusing, but I think, like, ultimately, it's about Naomi Watts, like, learning how to be a parent, mm -hmm. which is a weird... Plot line. She's like learning how to not rely on her eleven-year-old son to it's, be a parent. Yeah. It's it's so learning how to say no to her eleven-year-old son who like was essentially her husband. I hated it. I hate. Yeah. I didn't like the relationships in this movie. I didn't like the relationship between Naomi Watts and uh, Henry. It felt very Oedipal. I didn't like it. Uh, but then, especially even worse than that was uh, Henry's relationship with Sarah Silverman's character, which. Oh my is God. so antagonistic, first of all. And that's kind she of a loved. weird vibe. She, she loved. loved. It's kind of a weird vibe to like come up to an 11-year-old and be like, hey, fuck you. Um, but then at the end, when he's dying in the hospital, and she comes to see him, and he's like, you know that we just have an antagonistic relationship because of how we feel about each other. And then this like 30-plus-year-old woman kisses an 11-year-old child on the lips. Uh, we'll get there. I hated we'll get it. There. We'll get there. I hated it, Greg. So, as Sierra was mentioning, the... We now see in this part of the film, we are currently six minutes into the film, but uh, Susan is Naomi Watts' character, mm -hmm. and she is basically a child, and Henry is the adult. Yeah. Henry handles everything in the household. He does all the finances. He's managing the 401ks. Um, we it's know true. that Susan has had, an, is it, I'm pretty sure it's an alcoholic prior husband that she gets alimony from right because i don't know i have no clue i could not figure out what was up with her husband there's like one line in later on the film where the diner person is like um for the guy from the alimony is is a good payoff which i oh, think I, I think i, I think, think that's, that's a misunderstanding because yeah. he's under he doesn't think he doesn't think that she gets money from her genius son investing in stocks but then we do know they must have had a divorce because if yeah. he assumes it's an alimony which it's not but then i don't know the point is the dad's not around the dad's and not around. henry is the dad essentially and Naomi Watts is just such an annoying character. Not her as a person, but yeah. Susan as a character is annoying because she will play like Gears of War. I love how she plays video games, like she juts her whole body around. And then after Henry dies, there's this shot of her um, playing video games without moving. And that's how you can tell she's sad that her son is dead. Mm -hmm. It's. It's it happens a, a, three truly, times a stroke she's of artistic like, genius. Henry's like, did we get the income statement? And she's over here playing Gears of War. And she's, prob she, she's probably like 40 years old in this film. 
Um, I mean, it's a good game, you know? And at 40 years yeah, old, you should be managing exactly. your own. You should be like, you gotta be an adult. But Gears of War is just like a super good game. So that's it why really she can't is. handle the financials. Yeah. So she's, she is a struggling storybook writer who's working at a diner now. Wait, yes, except was? she's not struggling. Yeah. I didn't even... Like, well, she just left She's it. struggling to, I guess, publish storybooks, but she has a lot of money. Be yes. Yeah. Because of She just doesn't want to do them or commit to them. She picks and them she up after And she also doesn't want to film. stop working at the diner for some reason. It's never really fully explained why she doesn't want to work... She, she keeps working at the diner because it's like a, it's like an honor thing, which yeah. is weird because she wants to hold her own, but she doesn't want to take care of her like yeah. kids as the adult was. She always has to ask Henry for everything. It's like this big reoccurring thing where she's like, ask Henry, ask Henry, do this, do this, this. Yeah. Even when like Henry, spoiler, Henry has a brain tumor halfway through. I mean, family. obviously this podcast is going to be filled with spoilers. You oh, should watch yeah. the movie. Spoiler alert. Spoiler yeah. alert. This whole podcast is spoilers. It's going to be spoilers from start to finish. Anyway, the tone of this movie is really wild. Like, it starts off kind of whimsical. Like, um, there's this boy genius who's kind of, like, running the family, and he and his little brother have a fort in the woods, and they do contraptions. Uh, and do you remember the story about the waffle iron and blah, blah, blah? And then it takes a really sharp... He's out here... Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to No, go ahead, go ahead. He's out here making Rube Goldberg machines yeah, exactly. and he's acting like it's a big deal. Exactly, exactly. And then it takes this really sharp turn into this abuse storyline where he, you find out that he's been like um, tracking the abuse of his neighbor uh, by her stepdad. Um, Played by? That man. Dean Norris from Breaking Bad. Hey. I, see, I didn't watch Breaking Bad. Glenn, his name is Glenn Sickman. He's the DEA agent guy, right? He's a head of police. Okay. I didn't watch Breaking Bad. No, anyway. Like, oh, in that film? Yeah, yes. in that film. Yes, no, yes, yes. Oh, I thought about this. Um, yeah, no. Um, anyway, it takes a sharp turn into the abuse storyline, and you get him, like, the shot of him watching at the window, and then pretty much, like, the way they put you into the storyline is him walking into the principal's office and going, God damn it, Janice! Uh, which was such a weird tone to strike. Like, this is an ongoing dialogue he's been having with the principal, who he calls Janice. I thought it was this, whatever, she's, it doesn't matter who she is. Whoever Nothing is. matters. So, someone in the administration. Did, now, didn't we, I can't remember, did we see the abuse no, through the window? No, we, we never see the abuse. See the abuse. We, we see know. him watching. We don't um, see the abuse, but we see it through the window. Yes. That's how we know. We see, like, him see, sitting and drinking down in his chair through the window. We see her playing with, like, the snow globe the, uh, with the dancer in it. And then we see, like, he's left, he's left the downstairs chair. Uh -huh. And he comes into the room. And, and then you then see, you see Henry's, Henry's horror face. face. Yeah. And actually, you're never shown the abuse. Despite oh. this being like a central theme and multiple characters witnessing it, you never see it, even when Naomi Watts' character sees it. Yeah, it kind of like trivial, trivializes it. Yeah. Especially because you don't. Maggie Ziegler has so few lines. You like really aren't connected to her emotionally in any way, shape, or form. She's uh, uh, The only thing she does, she gives, she gives Peter a medal. She Jeez. does. She goes after his, the bullies break his. Yeah. Which that's another plot line that just like is abandoned partway through the movie. Because is that Peter's the yeah, Peter's getting bullied. Bullied, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but that I that's mean, like a small character moment, like um Henry's supposed to be like taking care of him. Yeah. Also it should be noted that prior to this, Henry's playing checkers with oh the cafeteria ladies. And he just checkmates her in like the most like Why were they playing checkers? Why couldn't it have been chess? Either way, it's like this cheesy like he does all the moves like, and wins things. Mm -hmm, but it's mm -hmm. checkers, which is not a hard game. Peter calls him out and he's like, hold on one second, and he goes, boom, 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 checkmate, <laughs> and done. And then the the, the cafeteria lady's just like in awe of what's going on. Yeah. Checkers is not a hard game to win. You could have at least done chess. Oh my god. Um, um, but yeah, back to Maggie Ziegler. She gives him a medal because Peter's breaks. Yeah. Um, so she, Susan and Christine, ha Christina have a great relationship with each other. Yes. It's like assumed at some point Susan makes a comment about how that's my new stepdaughter. How to how to where? How is she gonna be a stepdaughter, Christine? Christina. When does she make that comment? I when don't when that. when Glenn makes a comment about the leaves. Glenn's like. Take your leaves off of my, off of my like side the lawn. Yeah, the whole thing. And then she's leaves. like, "Yeah, I'll do it," but she won't do it because she's you know helpless and she's like a kid. Yeah, she won't do it. Henry won't do it either because he's managing the finances. But then they walk off, and then they're like, "I don't like Glenn, but we do like Christina." Yeah. And she's like, "That's gonna be my future daughter-in-law." 
Did you not hear that? I was no, like, I totally she's going to marry Glenn? No, nowhere. no, no. I think that she means that Henry's going to marry Christina. Yeah. Oh. Damn, you didn't know that? Yeah. Although I totally missed oh. that line. I thought, okay. When no. I said daughter-in-law. Which, first of all, is weird. I Don't thought put she that was going to assume. Kids. I thought she was going to marry Glenn. No. And then buy daughter-in-law. Yeah, marry. This is all part of the plot to kill Glenn. Okay, yeah. Marry Maybe him and then kill him. Yeah. You know, actually, that would have been a bad idea, to be honest. Less suspicion. Yeah. Don't you think? God. Um, where are we now? And the whole thing where Henry. Um, so he, he's observing this abuse and he decides to report it. Uh, but he like finds out that the head of child protective services in the region is like related to um, Glenn Suckleman, uh, Maddie's dad. Yeah, his brother or something like that. Yeah. Um, and the principal or the administrator lady won't report it. Janice, goddamn it, Janice. Um, and and she's so, oh sorry. Yeah, no. So he she he feels like he's exhausted his options, even though he's explored like two options, and he's like, okay, so the next logical step is to create a murder plot and kill him. Yes. So she, the administrator- Janice. Janice. Peter storms in, I lost, I now tell you this, 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 because he storms in the office and he's acting like he knows better than everyone else, which is not, not the method, you know, to get someone to do this, but they won't do it um, because Glenn's like super powerful but Henry runs in here and he reads it off like a, a like a WebMD article. He's like, she's not performing well in school. She's missing days. She's at bruises. How are you not seeing this? Which is to be fair, how are you not seeing this? Yeah. What's his name? What was his name? Janice. Janice. How Janice. are you not God seeing? God damn it, Janice. This? Because she needs the, the most dance. iconic line from this film. Janice is all well, the adults in this movie are the just as are helpless terrible. as everyone else. The adults are very bad in this movie. Janice is just not not willing to even listen because they don't want to obstruct a well-standing member of society. Yeah, so. they don't want to rock the boat. Um, so at this point, nothing's really working. They're like, this is not going to work out. Um, then they have this little side tangent with Sheila. There, with, yeah, there are a ton of like small little plot lines that don't really get fully explored in this movie. Like Sheila the thing never with, comes back. Yeah, with Sarah, Sarah Silverman's character. Uh, yeah, she does. She comes back later in the movie. Um, after, to kiss Henry. No, no, no. After he dies, there's a scene in the diner where she like makes a sad face at the mom. Um, anyway, there's this, there's this like weird little plot about her being an alcoholic and Naomi Watts' character like enabling her alcoholism, and then that's the end of that plot. That's the whole thing. But she, her another important thing about her, she calls Henry Hank. Yeah, she does. She's recognizing Henry as a like a full blown adult because he is, and he's. Above everyone else's. Except he's also 11. Like, he's not. He's not I, adult, I, which I hate, is... I hate that part of her relationship with him. Actually, I hate all of her relationship with him, but... What, what you just said is, like, the whole coming to realization that Naomi Watts has at the end yeah. when... After it, he's dead. After he's dead. the record. When she's about to pull the trigger, these Rube Goldberg machine comes down and it... All these pictures flip down. Oh yeah, I hated and that. And then she, at that oh moment, she realizes what you just said, which is Henry is just an eleven Henry's year old. Just a child. And I can't believe I fell for this kid who told me to literally murder my neighbor. Yeah. Like. God, at that I point, hated that. I have a question. Yeah. I don't know if this was implied, but was she hallucinating when, uh, like, when she was hearing the recordings? Because it really well, seemed I, like, like there was a conversation between. There was. I don't think she was hallucinating. I think it was just like weird, lazy writing. So he, so Henry is so smart. Henry's so smart and he predict, knows his mom so well. He could predict what she's going to say. And he predicted that she wasn't going to shoot. Yeah. So he said, don't mom, shoot. Mom, shoot. Yeah. Now, my question is, if she did shoot, would she hear those things? Well, we see a <laughs> couple so of times what she's saying gets off track with what Henry has recorded. But she, Henry's recording these things and predicting yeah. his mom's stupidity. Yeah. It's like, go left. Your other left. Yeah. And it's just like, how? Because he knows his mom just can't take basic directions. And he's like very condescendingly saying, lining up literally her thoughts as they happen on screen. And it, Henry rebuttals as if it's a live telephone conversation. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Henry's an asshole. This is a bad kid. But he is like a kid. You know? He's a, he's a savant kid. He is a savant. But he's 11 years old. Like, everyone treats him like he's a fully grown adult man. And he's super not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, at this point, um, Henry sees more abuse in this grocery store. And Naomi Watts is also just like, don't get involved. Don't get involved. Yeah. 
So it's further reinforcing and pushing Henry to like want to murder Glenn. Yeah, and Henry comes up with the whole plot. He also comes up with why there's no other way to do this, which it seems yeah. very weird. He makes a call to the abused people as well. Yeah. And then he sees this agent come over. Yeah, we got And you mentioned this. about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's his brother, his cousin, blows it off. The agent, who's supposed to be doing his job, literally blows off this abuse thing because it's his brother, so they're protecting yeah. him. I think that it's implied that there's been a history of him sweeping his brother's abuse of his, his stepdaughter under the rug. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the movie, they imply that it's been going on for a long time. So once this happens, Henry's had like a nail in the coffin. He's like, I'm going to take this matter into my own hands. Yeah. And there's a, a whole sequence of him doing planning type of thing. Which is insane. So he yeah. first goes to the dam and he's calculating like depth of water because later on his, his mom's going to throw the sniper rifle into the water. Yeah. As if my assumption would be that she would have also thrown the body into the water. Or something like that. Like, yeah. what was the plan for dealing with the body? Also, so, uh, it should have been like the bullet would have, uh, you know, uh, shattered on the Yeah, been so But then it would still be the body. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if he's dead. It just yeah. doesn't, it matters whether or not. Or we just have a dead body in the, behind just our house. a dead house. body in the woods. You know. This forest that's only shared with two houses backyard. Yeah, you never know if it's the a, carpenters and the sicklemans right? who yeah. are possible targets. Then he goes to. The gun shop. The gun shop. What's the name of the like gangster guy? Dominic. 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 Right. He goes to the game. The the gun shop. This eleven year old kid. Yeah. Just walks, he just like walks into sneaks the gun in. shop. He sneaks in. Let's be fair, but he walks into a gun shop. Yeah. yeah. And at the exact right moment, he sees. At this moment, he sees an illegal gun trade going. Yeah, on. and he learns the name of the man that he conveniently will use later in the film, or his mom will, to purchase a gun. Illegally. Illegally. A sniper. But or... then there's also, uh, he's been dealing with headaches uh, up to this point in the film, and he has another headache in the gun, the gun uh, sequence, yeah. gun store, and he's been like self-medicating. Um, yeah. Henry can see everything except for the brain tumor that's growing in his head. Yeah. Because yeah. he's, he can, he can solve all this stuff, but he's getting all these migraines and he's just being dismissive. For someone being so smart. Yeah, and thinking so much about everything. I have these migraines. Let yeah, me just and even later, them. he's like, uh, I should have considered that it could have been glioblastoma. Like oh when he's god. in the hospital. Oh my god, the hospital like, the scene. The hospital <laughs> scene is so much. The I hospital scene is so bad because this doctor has been studying neurosurgery for 10 <laughs> years. <laughs> and Henry, this 11 year old kid, who for all we know, his entire lifespan, this doctor has been studying yeah. that field for his entire 11 years. We don't know how long. Usually it's like 8 to 10 years to become a neurosurgeon. Yeah. And Henry's just out here saying, it's this. I know better than you. It's this, this, this. And the doctor's like, wow, this kid's a prodigy. And he just goes with it. Also, poorly paced. He, he's, he has such a weird part in this movie. Like, he's here to deliver the news that Henry is dying. But then also he's here to like... Fall in love with Naomi Watts which a little never bit, happens. which never, which happens, never really yeah. happens, and he's here to be like a father figure to Peter, um, which never really happens. Yeah, he had like every one of my main complaints about this movie, aside from the fact that it's just it's bad, um, is that it has a lot of different plot lines going on, and because of that, none of them really get the attention that they deserve. And by deserve, I mean you know they're bad anyway. But like, if they were given like more time to grow and develop, I feel like they could have been better. Mm -hmm. Or if there were at least fewer of them. Or if they were different movies. Yeah. And then he dies all of a sudden. Like, you find out he, yeah. has, he has a seizure. He goes to the hospital. You find out he has the brain tumor. There's a few scenes of, like, him saying goodbye to people. Um, he's closing the accounts. He's, he's telling his accounts. mom. Yeah, exactly. He's his mom's his mom like, how to be an adult. And the mom's like, that's not important right now. And then he's dead. And then he's just dead. And it's halfway through the movie and the main character's dead. Yep. That was a shock in the movie where I was like, we're halfway through this movie. Yeah. Your main character is dead. I made a joke about that happening. I made a joke about that happening to people I was Death watching it with. Death is a serious with. matter, Sierra. Yeah, <laughs> listen. I was like, wait, what if he just dies halfway through the movie? And then like four scenes later, he totally did. During that hospital scene where the doctor asking for permission to do surgery on Henry mm -hmm. is like the, the part of Susan's story arc where she yeah. is just, um, she doesn't know how to handle things. And when the doctor's asking for permission to do surgery, she's like, I have to ask Henry. Well, you have to be the adult here. Yeah. So it's just so 
she's not getting it at any point in time until the very end. Yeah. So. It's, it's Even just, after he's dead, she continues just, be, like she's helpless without him. She continues she's, doing what he's telling her to she's do. She's completely helpless yeah. in terms of just, even before she was he, or Henry was alive, she was just completely, is not helping her children. Like Henry's doing everything. She's like a child at all. Yeah. It's really hard to like imagine what she was like before she had Henry. Like I assume she was an adult before she had Henry. What was she up to? How was she surviving? Well, she probably had a bad relationship. Mm, I guess before. so. Like this movie it, on you, paper really, makes sense, but when you see it on screen, it does not make sense on paper. Well, when Are you, you when you connect the dots, like you can say, you can say, um, like Susan is a, a, a kid because she had a bad relationship before, and now she is, she is um, stuck in this cycle of just not being helpful. But when you put it on screen, you have Naomi Watts just being so helpless and just the dialogue and the delivery and everything. Giving, I think you're giving the movie too much credit. I don't think that it really maybe, gives us Maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into this. Anyway, so Henry's dead now. Henry's uh, dead. But before he dies, he tells Peter, who, who, how old is Peter? He's like in kindergarten. Six. He's like six something. years old. Right. They're in the same middle school because they're in that same thing. So but it might be like a combo middle school, uh, elementary school thing. Perhaps, yeah. Anyway. So he bestows upon this like six or seven year old child the responsibility of, of giving his mother the red book with the oh, murder plan. Without reading it. Before without, we, without, without, without reading, reading it. it. Before we move past. I don't want to talk about the Sarah Silverman kiss scene. I don't want to talk, I want to I, talk about it because it's so uh, weird. We already talked about it, but it is so weird. It's so weird. It is so weird. And I, she doesn't kiss him on the cheek, not on the forehead, not on the hand. on the lips. On the lips. I honestly was thinking of stopping that movie. I was... Like, I, I really couldn't watch more. I was like, what, what the hell is going on? I was so shocked. Do you think it was that... they? You know how he says, like, we are just being mean to each other because we actually like each other. Do you think that they are, like, the romantic relationship? That is Henry's romantic relationship. I think that's Henry's romantic relationship in the film, and I think that it shouldn't be. Yeah, it shouldn't be because Sarah Silverman's, like, 40 years old. Yeah, it's... And deeply, Henry's 11 years old. It's deeply whack. Like, just because he's emotionally and intellectually mature doesn't mean he's not an 11-year-old child. Yeah. And it's not, like, people are saying, well, like, oh, well, it's just like a kid, and, you know, it's not like that. It is, it feels romantic in the film. Yeah, no, extent. it's not like, it's it's not like a mother-son relationship or like a sister-brother relationship at all. It is just. It's, it's it like a, an adult romantic relationship, and it's so fucked up. It is weird. Now okay. that we talked about that part, it, we it can move like past that, that is just not been included. That is something I just because Sarah Silverman's character could be omitted entirely. Yeah, she's just there to say that Hank, aka Henry, is a full grown adult. Yeah, she's there to promote that idea. Afterwards, Susan is dealing with the death of Henry. Yeah, she's sadly playing video games. Sadly playing video games, and worst of all, she, she her idea of dinner, breakfast, and lunch it's is just. Dirt. Desserts, and we're talking like not breakfast for dinner. We're talking like cakes, cupcakes, cookies. Jello, yeah. cookies, everything. That scene in the kitchen with her and um, Jacob Tremblay's character Peter um, is so. I actually really found that scene very interesting. Like I think it's one of the stronger scenes in the film where you realize that because of the way that uh, Henry was, Peter has been forced to grow up too quickly as well. Mm -hmm. Like he's acting like a little adult as well because that's just the household he was raised in. Exactly. And now that his brother's dead, he feels like he needs to. Because his now now Peter needs to take in and step in and take care of yeah. Susan because Susan's having a Susan, skin attack, yeah. and then Peter has to be the one that like calms her down while she's baking. Yeah. What does he? He says, don't talk to me like that. And she says, like what? And he says, like a child. Something happens. Yeah. yeah. That's a throwback to like the uh, don't condescend to me. Yeah, thing. it is. Oh, yeah. I guess I just, for viewers at home, we have the film up and we're like, we have the time span going up. Yeah, we're scrolling and, through it. And as Sierra said, don't talk to the child, Peter lifts those words. Yeah. So it happened. We're, we're not like memorizing these films because I've. This film I memorized vividly because I was so shocked by it, but other films... Yeah, I blocked out to... large swaths of this film. <laughs> this film... Is... For my own protection. This film is shocking in weird ways. Um, 
And then uh, oh, David, yeah, the doctor, he, makes he a house call, which no doctor makes house calls anymore. He's, it's just because, it's because he's concerned about this young child, and he's very attractive uh, and emotionally available, and he needs to be there for Susan. And he's trying to get with he's Susan. He's trying to get with Susan. I don't actually, here's the thing about Lee Space's character. He's so underdeveloped that I don't know what his motivations are. Is he trying to get with Susan, or is he just like a genuinely caring doctor who saw this like young child to die and wants to make sure that his even younger brother is okay? His payoff at the end is that he will, later on in the film, he will go visit Peter's talent show, mm -hmm. which is the backdrop to killing Glenn, because everyone's going to be at the talent, show. the talent show and Glenn will not be, because Glenn's a bad parent. Yeah. Matthew David Ziggler. shows up. Maddie Ziegler is also on the talent show. Yes. And that's going to be very important. David, the doctor, goes to this talent show to watch Henry, but it also, like, it also feels as if he's just doing it to get to Susan, but we never know because nothing happens at the end. Yeah. He's just there, and he's like... Yeah. I honestly, I think that if something were to happen between them at the end, it actually would have made the movie worse. Controversial opinion. The movie's already very bad. Um, but if they were to like shoehorn this romantic plot into it, I think it would have been even more like eye-rollingly bad. We're Which one is hour in. Kind of shoehorned in, but yeah. like. At one hour in, Susan gets the word that Henry wants to kill Glenn Sickleman. Yes, she's and given the red done, book at last. It's done in this very weird way. Where oh, and they fire her from the diner. They don't fire. He tells her to take like a sabbatical and leave. Yeah. They give her the money. It's like 600 grand? Yeah. That was in her account also. Like it was in her account before. Like the restaurant didn't give her money. I just want to take a moment to talk about Jacob Tremblay in this movie because he's actually so good in this. Yeah, he's, he's an the incredible actor. He's the best part. Have you seen him in Predator? I have not seen him in anything but this. I have not seen Ram. I've not seen. Oh, you have to see him. I Ram. know, I know. He's great there. He should, but he, he's so good in this He should movie. have gotten the Oscar for that movie. Like, no joke. For Room? Oh, man. He's great. Anyway, so he finally gives his mom the book. And the, the book starts this next chunk of the movie, which is essentially Henry from the dead, anticipating everyone's thought and condescending to them. Hence the yeah. title, The, the book, book of, of Henry. Henry. And to be clear, Susan is very skeptical of the idea yeah. at first glance. Of killing, of killing her neighbor? Yeah, she's like, <laughs> Peter comes Stop. running down the stairs and he says something along the lines of, I think Henry wants us to kill the neighbor. Yeah. And she's like, you want us to kill Glenn Sickleman, the police chief? Mr. Sickleman. And then she starts reading, which, which we've seen some of the Book of Henry in the title sequence where you have all the drawings and everything like that. And she's, she's presenting some skepticism at first. She's like, what? Why don't we do this and this and call, you know, maybe we should make this point and say, let's be rational here. And then Henry's, third, the movie's response to all of this <clears throat> is Peter flipping through the book and pointing to the thing saying why killing Glenn Sickleman is the only way, why people, and then he flips to the next page and says, why no one will listen to you when you say Glenn Sickleman is committing abuse? And that is the whole rap. And then she's like, yeah, well, Henry guess, wrote it in a book. Yeah, I guess we have to do a single, It's literally a single sheet of paper with one sentence on it. Why there's no other way to help Christina. Well, but I assume that you flip that and it goes to a section about why there's no other way to help Christina. But that's the movie's rationale. Yeah. This, here's this sentence. Believe it. Yeah. Now... We don't get to see any of the things that we assume are there. So then Susan makes a bunch of calls. She's like, oh, wow, Henry was right. No one's going to believe, believe me. He clearly... This clearly must be the only way to solve this. You know, it's to kill the neighbor because, you know... All the resources I've tried, no one's gonna listen. Yeah. Which, to be fair, there are some cases where people won't believe them. We always hear these stories about how, um, you know, it's a scandal. They always ignored the report. Mm -hmm. So there is a degree of belief, but not the way this film presents it. Yeah, I, I believe that it might be hard in some cases to have someone like think that your claim of someone being abused is legitimate. I feel like that is something that happens in the real world. I don't think that the logical next step is to kill the abuser. Exactly. From like, and you're not even the one being abused. You're just like a neighbor. Mm -hmm. So what's that's it's it's a very like plausible issue 
that's not presented. Yeah, well. it's got like a very whack solution in the movie. Um, so while she's making these phone calls, oh, oh, here's a big issue. Susan makes a Fruit Loop peanut butter and banana sandwich and then gives that to Peter to eat I for lunch. I would eat that, man. That sounds good. She literally takes the Fruit Loops on like white bread and then just crunches it. Yeah, that sounds excellent. I would eat it right oh now. Oh my. I'm very hungry. Major cringe. And then, oh, she's, after that, she makes all these calls and then she sees for herself that Christina's getting abused. Yeah, and she sees it, we don't see it again. This and then she makes the call yeah. to Glenn to like break it up and say, I'm gonna handle the leaves now. Yeah. Yeah, she makes this totally weird call. He I'll must like have now. his phone on him while he's abusing her. Cause she makes a call to stop him. And she has this like very odd conversation where she's talking about the leaves and he's just like, yeah, okay. But it, it's to say, the leaves are she didn't handle it then. Yeah. She's gonna handle it now. Yeah, yeah, no, you're now right. Now she's gonna handle it. it. The leaves are a metaphor for murdering blood. Earlier in the movie, <laughs> when take there's that. Yeah, take care of those. When there's that grocery scene, when they say, ignore the son of our business, right? Mm -hmm. She's like, she now feels she needs to handle this. Yes. She needs to, she didn't do it before. She didn't listen to Henry's pleas before about Christina. But now she's gonna handle it. And the yeah. metaphor is the leaves. So she's gonna do that. This is where the tapes tick in. The tapes part. I don't like the tapes. The tapes are. We annoying. already talked about how yeah, the bad they are, are, but I hated are them. Bad. She so the tapes she has to do. She has to like cut the branches in the forest. She has to pick up the sniper rifle, which she uses Dominic's name for. Yeah, as she gets. I love how he just says, "Hey, a suppressor is illegal for." Yeah. And then he just has one yeah. in the store. Well, listen, he, he sells things to Dominic and his crew. He's got to have the illegal. Can you stuff. imagine what Dominic's going to do and says, like, you stole this uh, yeah, there are this person I never met before? Zero consequences. There's no, Dominic. like, there's no, like, idea. I'm part of this gang. Here's my ID card. There's nothing oh, like that. Gangs have, you ID think cards. gangs have ID cards? Well, there's no hey. verification. There's no <laughs> verification. There's no verification that she's a part of any of this gang. This guy just gives her a silence. What if, what if We've Dominic, that, what if Dominic isn't a name? What if it's just But do you think password? Dominic, do you think what he can say- What if it's a password and that's, do you that's think how you know. The gun shop owners can be like, yo Dominic, I sold this silencer to this, to this like middle-aged woman. I like, who is she? And he's like, I've never seen this person in my entire life. And Does then it? he's like, we need to find this person. And like, you think they, I feel like a gang would be like, who is using our name to buy illegal stuff? Yeah. So we need to find this out. I feel like there's also, like, we're supposed, we're given to understand that Henry has planned out this perfect murder plan where, like, there's no way that she will get caught. When she, but she goes into One this gun. False move. She goes into this gun shop and she purchases a gun fully knowing One that there's delay. security cameras. Yeah. Yeah. And without any mask. Yeah, anything. people will recognize Just... her face. Just her face completely visible in the same place, like same town. Yeah, that she it, lives it's in. in her town. So it's like, whoa. and like if if we're we don't know how he's gonna she's gonna dispose of the body, but let's say she killed him and then she just left the body in the woods because we don't know what the alternative plan is. That's behind her house. You don't think they're going to investigate her? Maybe uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just reading too much into this, but maybe Henry told her to use Dominic's name again. For I, the cops, you I know, because Dominic, it's just gonna work all the time. <laughs> she just all calls him yeah. Dom. Dominic hey, is. The Dominic told me to do. Yeah, this. Dominic told me to kill this man. Oh, wait, we have the police, and we have a connection with Dominic's gang. We can't arrest her. <laughs> we can't arrest this. Dominic is a whistleblower. Yeah. Holy crap! Dominic um, is the chief of police. Um. Dominic is Glenn. Dominic is Glenn. Now that would we actually be it. interesting. No, it would not. It would. It would be another like because weird Because he would, die, he in this would film. die by the hand of like his own gun that kind of A gun purchased under his, his own name. name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um Oh, what is she? So he buys the gun, then she goes testing the gun. And she's like, you know, three or four shots in, starts hitting bullseyes. Yeah. Great. And then Henry's like, this is so annoying. The, the voice recorder's like, great shot, mom. Look at that spread. Now pick up the bullet casings and then it's totally like not matching. Yeah. And it's, it's being a little bit, the movie's being a little bit self-aware of itself saying, yeah. okay, she's followed the rules this far. But at the entire way leading, way leading up to this point. It's been perfectly synced. Perfectly synced, even like the wrong way. The wrong way thing is where yeah. I draw the line. We're like, yeah. 
Henry does not know his mom can make the wrong turn after leaving the ATM. But now, now it's just like, oh, ha, this is a joke. We've made the self-aware point. So she's prepared. She reads the book of Henry. She's got the rifle. She's, she now needs to get Glenn's signature so she can take Maddie, no, Maddie Ziegler's character, Christina, to the talent show. Yeah. But, but is it that? It I is always, not. It is not. She is or, forging no, his is. signature. She's, like, she does make him sign that, but then she uses that. She traces it to forge his signature. Yes, so oh, she, she can she, later get custody for Christina when we kill him. Yeah, because she has that oh, super okay. weird conversation. I just thought she just gave him the papers and he didn't even care to look at it. No, because we see him look at them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh... Clearly, she must be right. So let's just get let's sign my name here. Yeah, which is like a normal. To be fair, fair. Like, that's a normal. It seems thing like they prearranged that she's taking yeah. Christina to the talent show. What was her conversation leading up to? It was super. Oh, it was. But yeah, it was, it was the one where she was talking was, about like, what are your gonna, plans? Yeah, if you die yeah, for that Christina. is super suspicious. It's like, yo, I just, I just called you about cleaning some rake or cleaning up some leaves. I didn't. I'm not going to you in my will here. Yeah. Who's gonna take over? Like, I'm not talking about hypothetical death scenarios here. Yeah, and she like. She couches it as like, I've just been thinking about like, what if I die? What's going to happen to my kids? And that's fair. But it was also written so poorly. Like that conversation, there is... It felt very threatening. Yeah. Like she, there are many things she could have said, like that would have made sense. Like, oh, you know, your line of work. Like I would think that you're worried about dying or like, um, which I think she does say, but she, it comes up in like such a weird way. Um, Then she, after getting the signature, the forge signature, she cuts branches, which is like, the it's biggest the giveaway. the perfect shot. Okay. But also, if someone found his dead body and she leaves it there, right? Yeah. Like, well, where'd the bullet come from? Even if the body like turned around, they would just see this huge gap of just broken branches. Yeah. Straight, straight to straight Henry's clubhouse. Henry's clubhouse. Like, well, clearly the bullet came from this direction <laughs> because there's these pre-cut with snippers, not even like snapped or anything, clipped, clean-cut branches. Yeah. Perfectly leaning to Henry's, Henry's uh, clubhouse. So now I think she's ready, right? Yeah, she's she's gonna do it. It's the night of the talent show. She's gonna murder this man for no reason, aside from the fact that he's an abuser and she can't make the system work. Mm-hmm. Oh, question, and Henry bought her a new car. What's your, what's your question? Actually, question? Uh, why did it have to be a sniper? Why couldn't that's he, that is why why couldn't he have been poisoned? I don't know. It is you know. That is a great point. Why didn't they just spy on him? They could have just literally recorded a video. Yeah, And like, sent it to someone. Took photos well, or I something? Think, I think that's like what they're trying to establish is there's no one to send it to. Actually, no, they could have sent it to the lady They at could the have school. literally posted they, it. They could have sent it to Janice. Yeah. You could have sent it to anyone. Because Janice, Janice's whole thing was we don't have enough evidence. Yeah. Well, oh here my you go. Okay, okay. Later on in the film, Janice is watching Christina's character, and yeah. she's like, she sees Maddie Ziegler's interpretive dance, and then she has a realization that this is enough evidence for me to report yeah. Glenn Sickleman. She sees, like, Maddie's trying to communicate her, like, sadness and her, her, uh, her abuse to this woman who she knows can help her. And her and dance that's is, enough, that's enough. Her, her dance, dance is, is so powerful. That that's enough for Janice. I mean, and I Janice has this... Like, they all have iPhones, right? They could have just recorded a video of this and given it to Janice, yes? Yeah. Because Glenn's not caring about the window. He's like drunk when he's when he's committing the abuse. The window's like fully open fully every time. Open. But hey, um, you know, uh Yeah, it's better to kill him though. I think that's a better No, it's just Henry knows better than us, you know. True. There must exactly. be something we didn't think of. <laughs> In the image, like you said earlier, going back to what you said earlier, the image of just a high-powered sniper rifle. <laughs> In Naomi Watts' hand, he was like... Naomi Watts also dresses like... She dresses like she's in a Mission Impossible movie. She's yeah, really it is she's just like a... Black leather jacket. It is a weird... Just like a it is just a weird image. Movie. It's like... Imagine like a soccer mom carrying a high-powered sniper rifle. It's just a weird image. You know? Um, like, this is probably... I don't... They could not sell this to like a normal human being. It is a high-powered... Yeah. I it is... It's a, it's a goofy image. Okay. Lee Pace shows up at the talent show. Yeah, night of the talent show. Good Lee guy Pace doctor. is there. Good guy doctor. Good guy doctor with He's his gonna sweet relationship with the child. Peter's see, this is this is an acceptable adult child relationship. He has a very yeah. sweet relationship with Jacob Tremblay, and it's not weird. He does not kiss it's, him on the lips at any point. It's not, but would you think it was weird if some of the doctor well doctors do have like this weird 
health benefit relationship with people. But do you think it's weird if your doctor said, I'm going to... I think it's real life weird. I don't think it's movie weird. Like, I feel okay. like this is pretty acceptable. Um, talent show kicks off with, is it Timmy or Tommy? The kid who did the thing at the beginning. The dodgeball kid. The dodgeball kid. Who does the... Uh, it's a, Tommy. An incredible rap. He does this an rap. An astounding rap. Top five rappers. So cringeworthy. Of all time. I'm just cringe. Tupac, who's No, Tupac? I fucking loved it, actually. That was a great part of the oh movie. Oh my god. I'm it goes back to this like whimsical tone it had at the beginning, for some reason. I was cringing. They do the rap. Um, Susan has got 45 minutes to kill Glenn and get back to the talent show before... Um, I guess before anyone notices, before anyone notices she's been yeah. gone for 45 minutes. Yeah. Or before Peter's act happens, I guess is what she's yeah. coming back for. Um, so to build tension, they do cross-cutting between um, the talent show and what is happening with... Um, Naomi Watts' character. Yes. The murder plot. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I, which I actually liked. I mean, it's kind of cheesy. Like, it's a cheesy move to pull. It's something that happens in movies a lot. But it worked pretty well for me. The weird thing is the the music is synced with the talent show. So people are clapping. That's your bass. Mm -hmm. So the build tension is the clapping with the break dancing. Yeah. And the next one is tap, tap dancing. dancing. Yeah. And then there's a song. And then it's Amazing Grace. Yeah, Amazing Grace. Which is just, at that point, I'm like, oh, come on. Come on. Oh. And then, and then after that, the fifth one is Peter's. Right? No, first we have the Maddie. No, it's Maddie's. Yeah. The fifth one is Maddie's. The dance. We have the kid who falls over for some reason in the cavalry lineup. Like, they spell out the name of the school, and then, like, one of the children holding the letters falls over. Don't know why that was in there. Maybe he was microdosing. It's for comedy. Maybe he was microdosing. Yeah. Um, so then, using her brand new car that Henry. Did I mention this earlier? Yeah, Henry, Henry bought, her, bought her, her a brand new car, new car yeah. under the table. Eleven year old bought a car, and this is like, it's like a brand new, uh, brand new Volvo. Hey, you can buy anything on the dark web these days. You can buy anything. I bet Henry uses the dark web. Henry's yeah. got How else? You've got to know. Henry's well, okay. So that's another question. Why didn't he just buy the guns off the dark, the dark I don't web? know, man. <laughs> Not traceable. He's able to buy a car. He can't buy a gun. I'm looking at. The, I I'm looking at giving the, these criminal suggestions. I'm looking at the film right now. And remember the burping kid talent show? The burping show? kid, yeah. This is for my sister. Hey. <laughs> that was e. good. Like, honestly, these moments of levity where it's like clearly like very ridiculous, I enjoyed. But it's. But this it, is it your makes it completely clashes with the tone of the film at that. Yes, because she's cross cutting yeah. with this serious moment and this kid's burping. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I know. So anyway, she goes through this whole thing, she sets it up, she lures Glenn out into the woods with, with her whistle. With a whistle. Which actually they established earlier in the film that her character can whistle. Like this is something they established about her character. She um, is like picking up her kids and she like does a whistle. Like at the Oh, end when of the film. Henry's yeah. trading stocks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Like this Look is, at this this is right something here. they set up. I know. This, this is shot, such, okay. There's a like, there's is a, a Dutch angle? There's a Dutch tilt of yeah. um, Susan. Going up the stairs, putting on her gloves, and there's like this bright backlit noir. And she's completely in shadow. Yes, a nice silhouette. It's ridiculous. It is super serious and just it is. You never see a Dutch like I don't think you ever see a Dutch tilt. No. It's just so it's so jarring at this point. It's just such a sign of how many different like moods this movie has had. Yeah. So I, we're this is, that is just one thing I was like that is so bold. And then it goes back to normal. Nothing. Yeah. That That's one the, the shot, one experimental shot in the entire movie. That one shot, everything else is totally normal. Um, oh, actually, no, there is one of her, like, shot from below going down the stairs, which is in a similar vein. But it's not as, it's not off-kiltered, or it's, yeah. it's not, I would say it's not unconventional yeah. in terms of the, the style that was going with the rest of the film. Um, she gets, she's, so she's whistling at Glenn. She lures Glenn out into the woods. Which she Glenn has, manages to hear, yeah. and it's enough to raise suspicion for him to grab his gun. Yeah. Someone whistles at, at probably, this is probably, this town show is probably happening at 7 p.m. Yeah. So he grabs his gun, he's like, this is my property, someone's whistling. Someone's whistling on my property? Someone's whistling on my property, I gotta grab my gun. And then he grab, goes out. Um, to the back yeah. of the woods. She lures him into the woods. She lines it up. She has the perfect shot. She's listening to Henry's tapes. She's about to take the shot. And then, but she's, um, 
Yeah, she's about to take the shot, and then Glenn looks through the barrel, and she thinks she's been seen. I don't know that she necessarily thinks she's been seen. I think it's just like a moment of recognition that she's about to kill a human being. I think it's she. She gets nervous a little bit, and then yeah. she jumps back, and that's what sets up the Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah. Which that, okay. That literally just flips. Who over. set up this Rube Goldberg machine? Henry was it? it up. Well, no, I know he set up that, but who set up the photos? And was it Peter? We don't... Because there's... Peter goes into that. Henry's got so many stupid machines that are going yeah, on. Yeah, I don't know who said it. Like, anyway, so the this is the cheesiest thing that I've ever seen. She's, she accidentally knocks the Rube Goldberg machine and the ball starts rolling down. And, and it's supposed to be like tension because if yeah. it goes off, it's going to like blow her cover. Yeah, and we're like worried that she's going to get caught. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes all the way down the track and it activates all of the things. And then what happens at the end is this like swath of photos comes down as all these polaroids which first of all why was she taking polaroids when her kids were little this is like you know 2016 or whatever her kids would have been little in the mid 2000s she would have been using a digital camera but anyway my point is she sees these polaroids of henry growing up and all her children and she like has this realization that she's taking orders from a child and she can't kill a man because an 11 year old tells her to which is something she should have been able to figure out for herself she First has this moment of realization, like, I have literally let an 11-year-old <laughs> convince me to murder this me man. into murdering this man. And then she realizes that Henry's just a kid. Yeah. Which is, that is her, That's her, the central that is her line in the sand. Yeah. She's like, I can't, she realizes now. But the whole thing leading up to the movie is, we realize this at one hour in when Peter says, I think we want to kill Gwen Sickleman. Everyone would have been like, no, 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 no. We're not going to kill the neighbor. But she realizes this pretty much... At the end of the movie. At the end of the movie. Yeah. It takes her Days a later. Days later, she realizes on her moral compass, it is not okay to kill yeah. someone. So she, she packs up and she has this like confrontation with Glenn where she's like, I know what you did and you're going to pay for it. And you think there's going to be something good that's going to go on. Like maybe Glenn's going to go off the rails here. Or even that, like yeah, he doesn't he, he have a gun. He doesn't. Glenn have a gun. has a gun. Yeah, so he could just like he could. So but like so we we've introduced. Sorry, keep interrupting. No, go ahead. We introduced this object of tension. Yeah. Right. Is Glenn gonna use his gun? Right. No, he's not. This he is, uses it later. Yes, he does, he does use, use it later. I get. Hold that part back. We'll get okay, there. So they have this this confrontation, and then he says something about how he's going to like get her in trouble, essentially. Like he's gonna use his powers to arrest her. Um, and she, the conversation ends, she heads back to the talent show, she's running out of time, uh, she's in her car, we see Glenn in his home, um, and actually this was something that I liked, is she, you ha- see police sirens going by her, um, and you're, you're, you think that they are for her. Is and this when she's returning This is to... when she's returning, yeah, okay. when she's returning to the talent show. You think that they're for her. I liked that moment, because it turns out they're not, they're, they're going to Glenn's house because he's killed himself. Like I have a word travel. Because oh. why did why did he kill himself? That's oh, a very yeah. important thing. So yeah. when Susan confronts Glenn, Glenn doesn't use the gun on her. Glenn, being the rational human being, Glenn is more rational than Susan because at that moment he's like, I could kill Susan and just wipe his way. <laughs> Glenn has enough rational ability to discern I can't kill Susan. Yeah, and he, he doesn't has kill some Susan. critical thinking skills. But Glenn's a bad man. Let's be clear. Glenn's yeah, bad Glenn's man. Glenn's bad. Glenn's bad man. So why? Bad man know? alert. <laughs> but if he killed her, wouldn't he have gotten away with it? He probably would have gotten Maybe. away with it. And you think the film's going there because they've introduced the gun. Be more interesting. But Glenn's just honest. like, I'm gonna call up somebody's, and they're gonna give me off the hook. Yeah. And but now what's they... happened at the talent show is that Maddie's done this. Sorry, not Maddie. Uh, Christina, Maddie Ziegler has done this amazing, uh, dance. amazing emotional, moving the dance best that dance has convinced Janice. Then she finally needs to report the abuse to someone. And now words traveled so fast that when Glenn calls his, his cohorts, brother. his brothers, yeah. they say the scandal is too far spread now. Yeah, and it's now too it's, wide. It's too wide. We can't cover it up anymore. Which is like, if they had just waited a couple more days, they wouldn't have had to even do any of this thing at all. What do you mean? Because this... Because they are saying the, the, the gears were already in motion. Mm. So they, if they had just kept like raising awareness or maybe yeah. literally even oh, the video. You mean, you mean Henry and, and co wouldn't have had yeah. to do anything. Yes. Yes. Because they were like this too far spread. Yeah. So nothing like, and then Glenn's like, well, 
like I'm up a creek now. I can't do anything. Takes his gun, kills himself. Yeah, and you see the flash from the second uh, story window. Which no is, violence on the screen for the Book of Henry. Yeah, but also like you wouldn't, you wouldn't see that. You wouldn't be able to probably see that more. That I think about this probably for ratings. Yeah, probably for ratings. I want to show someone getting. You know, his brain, his brain. This is already PG-13. Like, is it? Yeah, isn't it? No way. I mean, there's no way it's PG. Yeah, I think it's PG-13. I'm pretty sure it's PG-13. Oh. But it's still, you can't show, you know, a lot yeah. of blood or anything. Yeah, my other thing is, like, who is this movie for? Is this movie for children? Is this movie for adults? Where is this? Is it for teens? It is there's PG-13. Bit, yeah. The better question is, why was is it a movie? <laughs> is it a movie? Well, there's that, is... Movie, film are two different terms. Spielberg likes to say movies are something along the lines of like Ready Player One, where it's there's not a lot of meaning, it's just a movie, you watch it. And Films, film is like art. Yeah, film That's is like so film is like Schindler's List. So when he was doing like the rounds for Ready Player One, he's like, Ready Player One is a movie, it's not a film. And the post, hey, and the post. Okay, don't, I don't want it's whatever you, you use whatever terms you want. Ready Player One's a great movie. Oh, I, I don't know, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, yeah. <gasps> And I, but I heard it's trash. underrated. I heard it's it's horrible. Yeah, I, I heard it was bad. Underrated. Okay. Um, but back to Glenn's killed himself. Word travels fast, and now everyone at the talent show now knows minutes later that Glenn has killed himself. Do they? Yeah, it's at the it's at the theater. They start hearing. Um, it, it's like they're in the lobby, and they hear like Glenn Sickleman's killed yeah. himself. Oh, we didn't even talk about uh, Peter's trick. Oh, yeah. Peter's trick. Peter's right, trick so Peter's trick. trick. I actually liked Peter's trick. I did like it for a different movie, if that makes sense. So if this movie had been about a young boy dying of brain cancer partway through the movie and his family dealing with the grief, and they'd established a thing with the snow earlier in the movie, and he did this trick at the end and like brought his brother back by doing the snow thing, that would have been a sweet ending to a like nice family movie. Mm-hmm. It would have been good. So let's, let's preface this uh, for those who haven't seen the movie. Early in the film, Peter's down down in the slums because his metal's broken, and to make it up to him, Henry's gonna make this contraption that makes it look like he's climbing up the side of a mountain. Yeah, and he blows this like fake snow everywhere. He's blowing fake snow. He's got plungers to make that go across the floor, and it looks like he's climbing. Yeah. So that's the that's the thing that Peter now associates with Henry, and during his town show. He says, I'm going to make Henry reappear. And then David is like, David, <laughs> all the kids, you know, we had kids burping, breakdancing, rapping, I'm gonna singing, do necromancy. falling over. Back from They're the like, bed. this just got super dark. Yeah. Like, we are now dealing with this kid who just recently died. And now we're like, David's looking over his shoulder like, what is going on? David's also, he's looking for Naomi Watts. Oh, that's what he's, I yeah. was seeing the impression. He's like, are we? No, he's looking we, for Naomi Watts. Okay. Which is... I'm going to keep my... Because it makes sense. Like Greg yeah. He's like, oh my god, we're going to see oh. someone resurrected from the dead. You know, I honestly really wanted for him to actually just come back. Yeah, he was that alive this whole time. That would have been the best ending. Yeah. And that would have explained... Henry's like, I'm so smart, I beat death. <laughs> <laughs> I got you guys. I totally got you. Hey, who would win death? in a fight? You'd have invented death. Who would win in a fight? Superman... Or Henry. <laughs> That's Henry would outsmart him with his incredible wit. Oh Henry would probably figure out a way to go faster than a speedy bullet. Perfect. But like, look, 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 look at him here. He looks so like he looks so like concerned because he says, David "I'm about." Does. Look how David is. Look at his face. David is like, um, it is. It is for naming Watts, but he's like, yeah. he's like, he's what? looking. Yeah, and also this is like, I think. Him looking for her was also supposed to like uh, increase the tension because she's still not back yet. But then, like, it doesn't. It's matter. been diffused he, he already. Never asked Glenn's her, been like, hey, Where were you? I think the tension's been diffused when Glenn. Yeah. Like, there, first of all, there's no tension in the film. But if there were a moment <laughs> to diffuse the tension, it would be when Glenn's. Glenn kills himself. Glenn kills himself. Yeah. Um, there. Okay. So the result of Henry's trick is that he makes that snow, that fake snow that, that Henry had used earlier. It now comes out of his chest because he's being a musician, and it goes over the entire crowd, and everyone's having a great time. Yeah. Because they all know, and they are all aware of how that relates to Henry. And yeah. they are all in on the joke, and That's they were, everyone in the crowd was there when Henry did this trick. So they know, they're all smiling, they're clapping, and they're like, yay, this is great. 
Um, Naomi Watts comes up the center aisle, hugs Henry. You get this nice shot of the spotlight. Uh, hugs Peter. Hugs Peter. They're all backlit. Um, Which, yeah, that's a nice shot, actually. It's cheesy, but it's a good shot. It's a good shot, but the meaning behind it is so yeah. it's, it's so devoid of meaning at this point that it doesn't matter, to me at least. So then they're in the lobby, they say Glenn's killed himself. Um, Lee Pace is out there looking for Peter, and when you think they're gonna have any emotional connection, Naomi walks, walks over to the police car, finds out the news, um, and then now she has custody of Christina. Yeah. The closing. Bit. Oh, this is was this yeah. Part? This is where Sheila comes back. Sheila oh. does come back at the very end. But she has like no. She, she just, just gives her just a hug. Comfort. Just gives him a hug. Yeah. And leaves. Um, and then we see that like this is the epilogue part. We see Susan her is moving forward with her life. She's doing kids books or drawing or painting. Yeah. I think she's drawing paintings for her kids books. Yes, I think she's illustrating her children's books. Um, she burns all evidence. She burns the book of Henry. Yeah, she burns the cassette tape. Everything that you know Henry thought was important now gone. Um, and we close with a book reading scene between Christina and Peter, who are now in the same room, who are now living together. Yeah, in the same room. With Susan. Susan's now the adult. Susan's the adult. Susan's the mom now. It's okay. And Susan's the mom now. So look at her books. It, the book she's reading. Honestly, that's sick as hell. I would read that book. That, but it's like very much hand bound. It's yeah. like her own story. Yeah. So, um, Susan's reading a book to Christina and Peter, um, and now they're about to go to bed, separate beds, let's be clear, you know, yeah. it's not weird. Um, and the whole thing is that now they're a new family, yeah. and that's pretty much the end. Oh, And, and the, the book is also like a metaphor about how like uh, Henry's death has led to like their richer lives, if that makes sense. Like, it, it's enriched them in ways, or the fact that he was alive enriched them, or whatever. Um, they both say they want nightlight on, door closed, which earlier in the film was referenced because Henry wanted nightlight off and door, door open. open. Yeah. But now they both match, and now there's unity in the family, or whatever. So, and is it, trying watch? To say, is it trying to say that they're better off without I don't know. Henry? I don't know what it's trying, I don't know what this movie is trying to say. Oh, well, I'm just going to think like that. Anyways, yeah. Because they are better off without Henry. And then Naomi Watts, when they say door closes, she closed the door. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. It's the end of the movie. It's over now. And, and you had to watch it for an hour and a half. And that is... That's the book of Henry. That's the book of Henry. Do we have any closing thoughts about this movie? Yeah, Greg. Why? Yeah, why, Greg? Why, so, why did you do this to us? So... I could have this gone is, my life without Yeah, I could have watched literally anything else. So this is going to be our first episode. Yeah. Yeah. So my thought was we could either do, like, you know, something really prolific, you know, maybe a Citizen Kane, a Casablanca, like No Which Country. Which I've never seen, for the record. You should see it. I know, it's on my list. Um, but then I feel like the pressure of getting that, getting those films right is so insurmountable. So you gave us a low ball. The low ball. We're setting the bar so low. Truly the lowest ball. And it's a little fun. Um, and it's it's weird because you don't want to like, you don't want to like wreck on someone's piece of art. No, I do. I'm comfortable with that. It's fine. Yeah, it's especially like, since Colin Trevorrow did some good movies before. Sometimes you make bad art. Yeah. And but I, I like Colin Trevorrow. It's it's important to be before. like this is <laughs> this is critical. But not like a personal attack. Yeah, no, it's not a personal attack on him. This is just a bad film. But to some degree, you're like, at what point did no one say to Colin Trevorrow, like, this is this is not. What a has he, he done anything? Has he done anything he since then? So, so this is very important to discern here. Okay. He was supposed at this point in time when the movie is released, he was supposed to do Star Wars Episode Nine, write it, and direct it. Mm -hmm. So Kathleen Kennedy was like, he is so uncompromising and so hard to work with. We can't let him do this. So they, first of all, they took. Was that based on this movie? Or it was probably behavior, but this movie probably had something to do with it. Mm -hmm. I would, one hundred percent agree. Kathleen Kennedy saw the book of Henry and like, oh my god, this guy is going to direct Star Wars. This is what his next. This is his. This is his next movie in his filmography that he's supposed to do. Um, and she first removes him from writer, mm -hmm. and then director. So like they're like, okay, you're not going to get the script anymore. We're taking this back. And then they just fully revoke it from him, and they're like, we'll put J.J. Abrams back on it. Yeah. Which is a whole other tangent. 
if you're gonna have JJ Abrams do like episode seven and nine, why don't you just make him do eight too? Like, it would have been better. I liked the last Jedi. It's so it's gonna be a weird arc yeah. because there's I there's arcs that he started in seven that he probably wanted to continue through. And then Ryan Johnson. I think it. he knew that he was only going to be doing one. He wanted to do one, but there's certain... Like when you see episodes four, five, and six, mm-hmm. there's like a continuous arc. Were one, two, and three directed by the same person? No, right? Episodes one, two, and three. Yeah. Wait, wait, let's be clear. We're talking about... Ten. We're talking about the prequels. Okay, those were all directed by George Lucas. That's his... One. Oh, right. I totally forgot about that. That's why they're so and there, fucking bad. Th- there is this... There the is this... one directed by George Lucas. Yeah, it was. There is this, like... Um, he went back and he tried to, like, recapture the magic, and he did oh, a bad job. There is this, like, kind of nostalgic element where episodes four, five, and six were all directed by different directors. So if mm-hmm. you had done that with this one, it would have been interesting. But it, it would appear that Ryan Johnson, in the name of Subversion, discontinued certain arcs that may have been continued under J.J. Abrams' episode mm-hmm. eight, which is interesting. Um, but anyway, that, this isn't a Star Wars yeah, podcast. Yeah, this isn't a Star Wars podcast. But we will get there maybe one maybe day one with day. Phantom Menace. It depends on what uh, our members bring to the table. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, you guys, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at UW Film Club, or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Club UW. Um, We've got information about upcoming events, um, meetings, screenings, and eventually about the podcast on there. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Udo Film Club podcast. The inaugural episode. The inaugural episode, and we hope you come back next week. Bye.